0: Welcome to episode 699 of The Sleeper and the Bust. I am Justin Mason, joined by Jason Collette. Jason, welcome back to the show, buddy. Yes, I can
1: talk again. It's a good thing this is audio only and not videos, because I still look uh, rather hideous. But I can talk, and I can open my mouth fully, which was not the case last Sunday. Last Sunday, it would have been more like, hey, so what's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm... Um... I'm um, recovering, but yeah, it would have been more slingbladish, But uh, I am here now, and in, in full, uh, in full audio capacity.
0: Well, I'm happy for that and glad to have you back. Uh, but I didn't know if you were going to be back, so I brought on a special guest, uh, and that is Sammy Reed from the Baseball Holic's Anonymous Podcast. Sammy, welcome to the show.
2: Dude, what's up? Uh, Happy to be here with you guys. Excited for the return of Jason Collette. He's podcasting through a straw, which is great. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, Sling Blade jokes are always going to go far with me. (laughs) So, I'm here for
0: it. I'm too young for Sling Blade. You're a fool. All right, well, now that I've... Cinematic uh, masterpiece, Mason. Yeah, I'll I'll have to go and watch it at some point. Uh, But uh, now that I've offended half the listenership... (laughs) <laughs> we'll, uh, the other yeah, exactly. Let, let's get the other half and we're going to talk about some uh, kind of notable transactions or things that are going on uh, and then jump into our fab discussion for the week. Uh, and I already get to cross off the top guy off that because Nate Lowe got sent back down this morning. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Jason, why are the Rays playing with my emotions here?
0: Dude, I have, So here's the thing. This,
1: you know, this weekend they got the big series against the Twins and on Thursday night both... Tommy Pham and Avisail Garcia came up with minor things that have kept them out the rest of the series. They were out Friday. They were out yesterday. They're out today, That's too. So they called they called up Lowe to cover that. And then, you know, he almost hit a home run yesterday. I mean, he, he had, I want to say, 107 exit velocity, but it was 44 degrees. So it made it to the wall um, instead of out. Uh, but I, I was kind of surprised they did this today because these guys are still out and they, they the lineup's rather garbage without those two Try it's like Austin Meadows and then oh god please score that's what the, that's kind of what the lineup looks like right now uh and you know the two best run producers behind Austin Meadows are now day to day and who knows if they're going to avoid the disabled list but I'm I'm surprised they're going this route because they need some offense right now
0: yeah I'm a bit surprised as well and why they feel the need to kind of jerk him up and down uh, seems uh, <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> yeah, phrasing. exactly. Right? Are we still doing phrasing? Um, yeah, it just seems weird that they would continue to do this to this kid. So uh, not to mention, I think he has the potential to be the best or one of the best bats in this lineup. So the fact that he's yeah, going per- back down to triple A is pretty well, Forget about this
2: kid. This, this is my emotions here, right? I'm a, yeah. I'm a multi league owner of nate low and i'm getting texts like i wake up this morning with a text that he's been sent down and it's like dude that's just se- starting my day off with a loss and it sets up the whole day i have to do fab today and i'm bummed out and this is just bad news and the i'm kind are- of
1: surprised honestly though because you know, g Choi's days are numbered i mean that guy when you look at this this week they they sent low down they sent uh yeah, Nate Lowe, Brandon Lau. Nate Lowe, they sent Nate <laughs> Lowe down because they brought Diaz, Gandhi Diaz back off the I.L. Uh, but, you know, Brandon Lowe is also, uh, uh, yeah, also left lefty. Even I'm a fan of this, screw the shit up. Uh, you know, he's also a lefty at bat. It would have made sense to keep him up because between Choi and, uh, and Lowe, you, you can see the potential. But Choi has been, he's been having to hit in the middle of the lineup and he's been god awful. Last night was kind of my breaking point. There were two men on with one out, and he gets up 2-0 in a count on Gibson, who had thrown him two pitches away, and then he comes up and in, and he swings up and in 2-0 when he pops up the first base. I'm like, I'm done with this. He is he is Jekyll and Hyde. He's a guy that can hit with nobody on base. Every now and then he'll do something with somebody on base, but his at-bats just look completely different when he's at a run-producing opportunity. And, I mean, if you go back and watch that pitch, there's zero biz- – I even tweeted about the, the pitch uh, graph because I'm like – who the hell is hunting for this pitch up 2-0? He's 0 for the season in that zone, and he swung at that pitch down three runs with one out and up two zero in the count.
0: So what are you doing if you have low? Sammy, why don't you kind of start with this one? Because uh, I think some people picked him up seeing that he was back up. Some people have been holding on to him since they dropped a bunch of fab on him during Fabageddon. Uh, are, you, are you just going to continue to hold with hopes that he'll be back up soon?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think that most teams that paid out of the brown eye for him did not drop him already, especially in like 15 teamers. But if they did, like he's a guy that I really want to go get because I think he could easily be the most impactful hitting call up from this point on. Obviously, you got you have guys like Tucker, Jordan, Alvarez, etc., cetera, waiting to come up. But dude, low is legit good. Like last year he had a 330 batting average and a 985 ops in the minors. this year not as much power but he still has a 390 on base and it's just like this guy is a pro hitter uh, I agree with Colette's point about g man Choi. like dude that guy's 28 and he's slugging 411 like what is he doing here right it's it's the uh it's the office space thing what is it you say you do around here it's not much bro. <laughs> Get low up there. Quit jerking him around. Quit playing with my emotions. Let the man play. Uh, you know, I, I think you got to hang on to him. And if he's in leagues, I say go get him. I think he's a stash. I think he's probably back up at some point, uh, hopefully soon. And, uh, and, and they can let him free.
0: All right. Uh, let's uh, move on to the big uh, news of the day uh, or news of last night. I don't. I don't know if it's official yet, but Jay Bruce is going to be traded to (laughs) the Phillies. It's done. It's official. Okay, so it is official. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts on Bruce in Philadelphia? Is he going to get enough playing time to matter?
1: No, (laughs) no. (laughs) That where's he going to play? He's basically a Reese Hoskins, Andrew McCutcheon insurance policy at this point for me and experience off the bench. But this really cuts in. I mean, if you had him, it was for the power source. He was a guy that I had recommended uh, targeting, looking at like, hey, who's somebody who could possibly pull 30 home runs out of his butt this year? And this was one of the guys because he had done he had done it previously. And I thought in Seattle he was just going to DH play full time. And he was tracking in that direction. Now he's going to the NL where all the old. All the old wounds come out to play. He has to play in the field. He doesn't have the opportunity to DH. It's you know in a division he's intimately familiar with. Yay. But playing time becomes a problem here.
0: Sammy, any, any hope for uh, Bruce?
1: Uh, no hope
2: for Bruce because we know who Jay Bruce is. But I think the thing that it does do is it clears up a lot of the playing time in Seattle for the Goats, right? Daniel Godelbach and Domingo Santana. And... <laughs> That's just great news for us because I know you're big on on Domingo and and mm-hmm. I have a ton of Vogelbach, so let let those kids play. I think this was a nice move for Seattle
1: and
0: I, I just There's think contract yeah for next year too.
1: Lit lit um, yeah, but yeah, for they're Bruce, covering a lot of that money too. Uh, apparently, Bruce had 21 million dollars due to him, and the Phillies are like on this so much that they're eating most. They're taking most of this money on.
0: Mm-hmm. They're taking. Did I, if I read that correctly? Yeah. Wow. What?
1: My my first
2: my first impression was like, man, they're really mad at Bryce Harper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, tired of that guy already.
0: <laughs> I think this pretty much. I mean, from a Phillies perspective, what this really does is just pretty much say it's the end of Odubel Herrera in Philadelphia.
2: So, yeah. hopefully, it's the end of Nick Williams, bro. Nick Williams is <laughs> it's it's so hard to be as bad as Nick Williams is, like. I want to. I want to look up his OPS. I think it's less than four fifty. It's
1: just above Chris Owings, probably.
0: <laughs> well, this is how tired I am. I just typed in OPS into the Fangraphs search. <laughs>
2: there we go. Four four thirty seven OPS for Nick. He Williams. was just above Chris Owings. <laughs> oh my god, bro, dude, you got to change something. Figure out that launch angle, mate.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Moving on from. Uh, Not really interesting news to uh, very interesting news uh, and kind of scary news for all three of us, because I think all three of us are pretty highly invested in Joey Gallo, uh, who is having an MVP caliber start to his season. Uh, He heard his oblique left the game last night. Jason, how worried are you about this?
1: Very. I'm holding a vigil. After this podcast is over, please feel free to join me in the prayer circle. Uh, It's going to be out in my driveway. Uh, I am. I'm really worried. I mean, I've opened up an 11 and a half point lead. nailed Tout Wars, and he is a primary driver behind that. And I'm just looking at Thanos, just snapping his fingers and watching that lead. <laughs> go away, <laughs> and I'm going to have to go get the Infinity Stones and put it all back together sometime this summer. Uh, but being without him for a month is not going to suck. I mean, at least I do have Yandi Diaz coming back uh, off the DL today, so I, I have a logical replacement uh, to make something work there, but it's it, at least it's a replacement in body only, because I mean, Yandi is Yoki, uh, and so he's got the strength, but he's not producing at this gargantuan level that gallo has this year what ops plus he's like 179 something really stupid high and it's amazing and i have him uh i paid 28 bucks for him this was an obp league so i was like whatever i'm gonna pay it uh, i think he was the first guy rostered in the league because i was all in on gallo this year this one hurts me um when they say oh minor he pulled himself out of he pulled himself out in the middle of a plate appearance and he aggravated it throwing from the outfield ideally he wouldn't have gone up for the plate appearance but he did and we know his swing is is violent uh, or, or very, uh, very intense. And so I, I'm fearful this is going to be something like uh, Stanton, who we still haven't seen back. And that was supposed to be something minor, too. Uh, and he's on the Jacoby Ellsbury path of recovery, uh, much like Dustin Pedroia is. So hopefully it's not something that bad. Hopefully it is the 10 to 15 days, but it's oblique, so We know how those work.
0: Sammy, how worried are you?
1: Uh, I am
2: jumping on a scooter and going to Jason's house and join, <laughs> joining joining him in the vigil. And if I crash on the way there, so be it. Uh, I mean, just, just like for Jason, this is just a steel toed kick to the underside of my ball bag. Like Gallo, Gallo easily my most drafted player this year. And just in the middle of a legit breakout. I mean, 17 homers and three steals in a third of a season good batting average for him 376 it's just like he is one of the true breakout performers of this year and when you see a guy check swing in the middle of a swing and immediately grab for his side like this is not a small deal uh, I, nope. I I just I know Jason has probably stayed at a holiday and express recently um, I'm not a doctor but I do know that that is not good and he's gonna be out a while for sure
0: yeah, it, it's just unfortunate because he, he was having such an amazing season. I mean, hitting two seventy six, four twenty one on base percentage sure. uh, was it just it just atrocious that uh, that we're going to probably lose him for, what, like four to six weeks? Yep. Uh, yep. All star, like, all-star you know, break? Yeah, probably. Legit all-star break? So uh, Yeah, and, and home no, run no home run
1: derby either. Yep, <laughs> it takes it right out of the home run derby, which is really unfortunate. We've mm. all been robbed.
0: Yeah, uh, if you're looking for a replacement or for uh, just someone who will probably get a large amount of playing time in his absence, Gallo's been playing center field, so I would guess if he does go on the IL, which I think we're all expecting him to, then we will see the return of Delano DeShields uh, in Wee! center field. So those who are really needing... Uh, uh, bad batting average and some stolen bases. Uh, Delano DeShields probably is a sneaky ad today, in fact. Yeah,
1: guess who I just waved last week and tell?
0: <laughs> uh, I, I paid
1: $12 for him. And I told him, was like before, that. my story is I walked into the room, or at the bar, at, at Foley's the night before, I tell Doug Dennis across the room, Doug, do not let me roster DeShields Jr. Don't do it. <laughs> if I say one, say two, and I'll, Whatever. And somehow I was quiet, and then I said twelve, and everybody shut up. Uh, just since we were on air, I couldn't go. God damn it! No, what did I do? Uh, and I just I caught him. He got me eight steals. You know, thank you, thank you for the eight steals. But everything else was atrocious. And I literally just cut him last week uh, because I'm still holding on to the shell that is Ryan Brazier, hoping hoping something for saves comes back because uh, I couldn't even I couldn't even trade him for Josh Harrison three weeks ago while he was still getting saves. Uh, so I that's the decision I made. And the
0: narrator, um, he did not get more saves.
1: <laughs> yes, he has not gotten more saves, but I still refuse to cut him. But the shields I'm just done with and it may come back to haunt me. But you know, uh you know, listener Craig was like, Hey, what about Willie Calhoun? I'm like, Well, the Shields can play center field, and that's that's the edge he has, is I can I'm doing play in air quotes uh, because this is an audio podcast. But, yeah, the Shields can play center field, and that's that's his edge here, and I do think he'll be the guy that gets recalled today.
0: All right. Uh, you say Kikuchi is going to have his next start skipped. This is something we talked about at the beginning of the season, and one of the reasons I didn't grab any shares of him is – they're really going to curate his innings the rest of the way. And so we may see him get starts skipped. We may see him leave uh, after only a few innings in starts. So Sammy, how are you kind of ranking you say Kikuchi rest of the way? He's been up and down all season, but now we're going to start seeing his start skipped.
2: Yeah. I mean, first off, I don't really see why they need to do this because he just had back-to-back starts of 3.1 innings. Like he's had plenty of rest. (laughs) No big deal for Kikuchi. Um, I don't know, man. Like, Kikuchi's fine. He's he's one of those guys who's just this mid-level type of starter, depending on the league size and format that you're in. Like, 15-teamers, I think he's just a guy that you have on your roster and you don't even think about dropping. But I think in 12-teamers, uh, he's more of a streamer type. Um, doesn't strike out, hasn't struck out a ton of guys, and didn't um, over in Japan either. So he's never been a big strikeout guy. You know, ERA and whip numbers are kind of meh. Um, decent equality starts. But other than this, like there's not a lot to love about him. I think he's more of a streamer in 12 teamers.
1: Uh, yeah, same thing. I mean, I'm I'm actually a, a bit disappointed in the amount of home runs he's given up this year. Yeah, home runs are are up again. That number keeps fluctuating. It's been as low as 1.29 per game. I'm gonna talk about league wide. 1.29. It was 1.34 this uh, some point this week. It's it's 1.32. It's one of my daily rituals is to check the the league year by year averages page on Baseball Reference, uh, and that I just keep looking at that number. And it's still Higher than the 1.26 that was the previous record. Uh, and I don't know about the rest of you guys, but it's just now starting to get hot in my part of the woods. Uh, you know, we, we have been living in the mid 90s in Charlotte up until yesterday when it got into the uh, high 80s. Uh, but, you know, summertime is rapidly approaching here. And I think that's going to happen here. But I'm just disappointed at the 1.5 home run rate uh, for Kikuchi. And I, I agree. I don't, it's really a spot start thing in a 12 team, but I'm not ready to cut them in a 15 team mixed league either. But the ratios, especially the ERA, is not doing me any favors in a 15
0: team all right uh, yeah i'm with you guys so i don't really have much to add we have a little bit of breaking news so uh do 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 um jimmy nelson uh will uh be brought back up to the majors to start on wednesday uh i've been a huge jimmy nelson fan uh jason are you a fan of jimmy nelson and would you start him in his first start
1: uh, would not start him in his first start. I'm just glad he's back. I loved him before he went, before he went down the shoulder injury. You know, he and I are, are brothers in that regard. Um, but I never pitched uh, a professional level and had at professional level and had a shoulder injury. Uh, but I loved him before that. I'm excited that he's back. Uh, but he's, I'm keeping him at arm's length until I see what the first, uh, at least what today's start looks like.
0: Well, against Pittsburgh, right?
1: Yeah. against Pittsburgh.
0: Would you start him on Wednesday in Miami? Because that's where it can't, starts going to be. Well,
1: oh, that's where it started. That was going to be today. Uh, against Miami, uh, I want to say yes. But then I'm watching what Miami did to your Giants, I mean, I was like, I was all like, you? oh, I was like, oh, I think I had about 80 million shares of just the margin that day. And just, good <laughs> God. So, no, no, I don't. I, I'm even going to wait
0: and see against the Marlins. All right, Sammy, are you going to wait and see?
1: If you have Jimmy
2: Nelson, you've been holding him since like the beginning of 2018. You know, you were it, right.
0: Uh, Mid 2017, actually,
2: <laughs> just like oh, Jimmy Nelson, it's gonna happen. And guess what, Chief? It ain't been happening. He's finally back. Like I'm fine with starting him in Miami. Uh, he'll give you like four and two thirds solid innings. Um, I, I'm I'm a big fan too, so I'm glad he's back. But I think this is this is one of the players that is, is kind of the poster boy for do not stash injured pitchers because they never come back as quickly as you thought. Like, especially looking at last year when people thought, Oh, it'll be up at the all-star break. It's going to be lit and narrator. It wasn't lit. Like he never pitched and I'm super happy. He's finally back. I, I agree with Jason that this guy has a lot of talent, uh, He's a, he's a total gif maker, you know, The when Pitcherless makes the gifs of like those like sick breaking balls and, and all that, like he will be on them. And I think he's got a lot of upside, but he hasn't pitched in a long time. I think it will be a while before he's kind of like back up to speed from from a workload standpoint. And I mean, frankly, if I've been stashing him and there are other Jimmy Nelson lovers in my league,
0: Justin <coughs> Mason,
2: <coughs> um, I would consider trying to trade high on the excitement, honestly.
0: The problem is if you're in ju- a league with Justin Mason, Jimmy Nelson is owned by Justin Mason. Uh, More breaking news.
1: More breaking news. Gallo is going to the IL and the dentist is back up to take the spot on the roster.
0: Nailed it. Oh, well, that's unfortunate it got announced this early because that means I can't get uh, the Shields cheap. Uh, um, and Yeah,
1: it's awesome that I just waived him last week. But hey, no, at least on the upside, he's gonna suck up. He's gonna soak up somebody's free agent dollars mm-hmm. when they buy him. So yeah, th- maybe that works because the guy still does suck. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, there is like a zero percent chance you end up regretting cutting him, Jason. Like
1: a week from now, you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm really glad I don't have this guy. This is for the best. Here's the thing: like, I want to activate. This is where I wish I could do an activation in Tout Wars today and get Gallo out of my lineup and put Yandi in it, and I can't. Yeah, that's... because it only lets me it only lets me activate somebody. Like I can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, that's always the yeah, that's the worst actually. Yeah. All right. Uh last but not least uh for our news section. Uh it has been reported that uh, Dave Roberts, manager of the Dodgers is uh said that he is going to send or Will Smith uh catcher prospect that has hit fairly well will be sent down once Austin Barnes is ready to uh, come back off of the IL. Sammy, do you believe that this will happen? Uh, number one and two, would you continue to hold on to Will Smith, considering how well he's played?
2: Um, I do believe it'll happen, and no, I would not hang on to Will Smith. Uh, but I do think he's good. So I want to, I want to get that out there. Like, if you look at what Will Smith did, like obviously he's supposed to be a pretty good defensive catcher. But when you look at like what he was doing in the minors this year, fairly small sample, the guy had a 954 OPS. And even the year before, he hit 20 homers in 98 games between single or between double and triple A. So I think the guy has talent. Um I just don't see a situation where the Dodgers are gonna like trust. The like full time job to him at pretty much any point this year um, unless injuries occur. So I I think he's a good player. If he comes back up, I think keep an eye on him in two catcher leagues. I think that's gold. But I would not uh, I would not stash him now.
0: Jason,
1: what about you? Uh, Same. I have nothing to I have nothing different to add to that conversation. I mean, you know what? The Dodgers, if something does go wrong, they'll go out and buy what they need to get. I I just don't see him trusting the kid um, moving forward the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, I really hope this turns out to be kind of like the Cody Bellinger situation, where they said that they were going to send him down, and they just kept making moves to keep him up because he was hitting well enough. Uh, I mean, he's he's been pretty good, and he plays pretty uh, pretty well behind the plate. I just
1: think it's different with catcher, though. I mean, yeah. it's one thing with a position player, but catcher, you've got to your pitching staff has to buy into it, right?
0: Yeah, I just don't yeah. Like and like Cody
2: Bellinger is like a golden god. No offense to Will
1: Smith.
0: <laughs> no, yeah of course I mean two different players but like why is Russell Martin still on the team so you can this? frame uh, but
1: it gets back to pitcher comfort I mean, honestly it really does and that's that's why I think it's a little different here because with the catcher you know the pitchers are always gonna look at look towards the bets when they have the
0: option all right well that's sad for me um all right let's uh let's move on we'll talk about our fab discussion now. Uh, and, uh, it's not going to be a huge weekend in terms of fab. There will be some guys who probably go for way too much money, but that happens every week uh, until people really start, um, running out of money. But there are some, some interesting guys to talk about. I'm going to butcher this name. I totally practiced it. I had it down and I'm just too tired to remember exactly how to pronounce. Uh, There's no way you can butcher this name. Uh, I totally can because I wasn't. watching. You're not Eno.
1: You cannot butcher this name. Just I, think of his his great uncle.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't watching baseball when his great uncle was playing. Oh man! So you was, weren't watching a Sling Blade either. So that's yeah, uh, exactly understandable. Okay. <laughs> when was his uncle playing? What 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 years were it was uh was he playing? He retired in the mid '80s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was bored in the mid '80s.
1: Oh, fine, God. The generation Same. gap is just uh, a problem with this podcast.
0: <laughs> <can't>. <laughs> so, obviously, I'm talking about Mike Yazertomiski. Yes, Stremski. Oh, yes, Stremski. I knew that. That I should have gotten that. The All Z right. is silent. kind of like Shachewski. The Z is silent. It's just there is a placeholder.
2: <laughs> wow. Well. Were you real with this with this pronunciation? I, had, I,
0: I was going phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> oh I have no idea. Damn, uh, could
1: you imagine if he was a Duke fan, just like gonna walk on and join the Duke bandwagon and be like, "Yeah, hey, Coach K." This is why they
0: call him Coach K, and not. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, Jason, any interest in? Uh, this player, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> Only because I
1: want you to pronounce it the rest of the, rest of the year. But no, I mean, this is going to be a common theme around all the players we discuss here is that, you know, it's about opportunity and playing time right now. And that's what we're all trying to chase is who's going to get at bats and is it worth it? I mean, with, with Yastrzemski, he has lived in A for the last four, parts of the four, last four seasons in uh, triple-a never really showing anything until this year when he got the benefit of the triple-a baseball and being in the pcl by the way mm-hmm. home run rate in triple-a is up 58 percent over this time last year wow. five eight not five point eight five eight over this time last year so triple-a offense if you're stat if you're stat scouting take all of it with a grain of salt uh but no i'm not interested in mike kostronski
0: sammy you interested
2: uh, that's going to be a negative, Ghost Rider. I mean, Jason pretty much outlined it. The guy's a 28-year-old rookie, man numbers his whole career, um, and now he's in a bad ballpark and a bad lineup. No offense, but that's real talk.
0: Yeah, th- that's unfortunately the the problem. Is I-, I actually think he could play a fair amount, but like, what could he really produce in that playing time? It's it's a it is a bad uh, ballpark. It's a or especially for left-handed uh, hitters. It's a really bad team, so uh, it, as it, much as it pains me to say this, I, I don't think there is any offensive player worth owning on the Giants. So, All right, uh, let's, uh, let's move on, talk about Derek Fisher, who came up and is getting the majority of the playing time with George Springer uh, out on uh, the IL. Sammy, any interest in Derek Fisher?
2: Uh, a little bit in the sense that like, he's a stopgap for the Astros. I think that's obvious. And so that's how you should treat him for your fantasy team. So if you're a team that, you know, just lost Joey Gallo and you're in a really deep league, like a 15 teamer mixed, et cetera, and there's no outfielders available. Yes. You can try to ride him for a week or two, um, because he's in a good lineup and, and he's been hitting lead off some, which is really nice in that lineup. But this is not a long-term solution for either the Astros or your fantasy team.
1: Jason? i take him especially for this week. He's got a four-game set at Seattle and then three against Baltimore. So we're talking Wade LeBlanc, Mike Leak, Tommy Malone, David Hess, Gabriel Enoa, and Dylan Bundy. There's potential for some good offense this week. Yeah, and yeah. He's, really, he's on a week-by-week week situation. Uh, you know, with I mean, he's got talent – this is the kind of guy that if, if you know if Houston needs to do something and wants to position themselves for the postseason uh, for the deeper drive into it, this would be the guy that I'd be afraid they would lose because he could start in other teams. It's just the depth he's dealing with in Houston that's part of the problem here. Uh, so that's what I would keep an eye on. But for this week, if you got him, you have to use him against those matchups.
0: Yeah, and it's not necessarily a great streaming week for hitters in terms of like attacking really good parks. Uh no no games in Baltimore, no games in Colorado this week.
1: Does uh, it matter where Baltimore pitches for it to be a good game against Baltimore? But I, I mean, mean I'm trying to be real.
0: For, <laughs> I, I completely agree with you, but pitching in Baltimore is even better. I mean we David saw
1: Houston David Hess is gonna be pitching in Minute Maid Park. <laughs> that could be like Record-breaking home run record. I mean, David Hess is going to be pitching in. If, if there's one if there's one game where we could get the DFS sites to break the rules, where we could start as many guys as we could against one lineup, that would be the one right there. I mean, David Hess allows a home run every four pitches. At least it feels like it. Every time I see a highlight with the Orioles, it's David Hess giving up a home run.
0: Yeah. There's also no games in Cincinnati and no games in Yankee Stadium this week. So uh, there, a lot of the hitters' parks are kind of out you're not in play. So I do like Fisher is kind of a, a cheap streaming option that you probably get for just a few bucks in fab, uh, and has a lot of nice matchups. So, uh, another guy I like is, uh, the, one of the teams he's going to be playing in the aforementioned Baltimore Orioles, uh, DJ Stewart is up. Uh, he is replacing Chris Davis, uh, who hit the DL. Uh, so Sammy, what are your thoughts on Stewart?
2: So I, Actually, have a little bit of interest in Stewart. I mean, if you look at what he was doing in the minors, he went twenty twenty in Double A in two thousand seventeen, and then in two thousand eighteen he was bad in his first stint in Triple A. Uh, but this year he's been quite good, and he has that profile that I tend to really like. He has more walks than strikeouts in the minors, and he runs a little bit also. Um, so you get him up, you get him in a good ballpark like Baltimore. And I think there's a little bit of potential here. Like, he's a guy that I think if he ends up hitting while he's up and hitting well, I mean, Baltimore sucks. Like, they could easily just keep him up for the rest of the year. And I don't see him as, like, a big impact guy, but I think he might be a nice player uh, moving forward. And, And I do have interest in deeper formats.
0: Jason, what are your thoughts on Stewart?
1: Yeah, this gets back to my earlier theme about playing time and then the baseball. I mean, you look at you go back and look at Stewart and at the previous levels before the ball was changed in AAA this year, he was average to slightly above average there. And so this year his numbers are really crazy. Uh, we're talking about 155 weighted runs created plus plus and AAA where historically he's been living lower than that. Uh, but he should get playing time here. And... Baltimore's never going to give up on that Chris Davis contract. <laughs> Maybe they do, but they still got way too much money invested in yeah. him uh, for him to sit around. But there's, if DJ Stewart comes up and hits. There's no reason why they just can't leave him in the lineup. I mean, they left Renato Nunez. And Nunez, I mean, he had 6 home runs out of the gate and then just went to the stink, but just went right into the uh, right into the tank and couldn't make any contact. Then they gave him some more playing time and last week he got or, or, over the last 10 days he's been red hot again. Has doubled his home run total, is making more contact again. So, you know, they're willing to give him his chances, but I believe that Nunez is also out of options, which is one of the reasons why they would do that. I don't think that's the case here with DJ Stewart. That said, if he's hitting Why you got to play, they've got to build for the future, and it's like at least they have a GM in the front office now who cares about that. And is maybe he's willing to say, you know what, that's that's sunk in cost on Chris Davis. What's the point? Maybe we will let him go, maybe we'll let him ride the bench as a 21 million dollar player. But that's money, they've already sunk it, then nobody's going to take that contract. Nobody,
0: and so the thing about this team as well is they've got a ton of holes in this lineup, anyways. So they can always move Nunez to third because, like, does Rio Ruiz really need to be playing? Uh, And so I I think Stewart has a chance really to stay up. What what I'm loving is his contact rate uh, so far at the major leagues. While a lot of it's been on the ground so far, he's got like an 82% contact rate. So a guy with this amount of power playing in Camden Yards in the summertime, playing in some of those AL East parks, uh, is a guy that I think could be very, very profitable and my guess is he's not going to go for a ton of money today, uh, but I'd be willing to drop, you know, 30, 40 bucks a fab on him uh, for the shot that he could hit 15, 20 home runs the rest of the way.
1: Worth a flyer.
0: Yep. Uh, another guy who might be worth a flyer is Garrett Cooper, who's had a really hot week, uh, three home runs, I believe, this week. Uh, Jason, are you, are you investing at all in Garrett Cooper?
1: Yeah, I don't. Is he going to play the Giants anymore? Uh, that's really the burning question here. How yeah, need more Samarja. <laughs> <laughs> the the problem with i i'll i'll take a i'll take a flyer on him in an NL only league. Uh, I'm I'm not interested in the mixed league. You know, people may go back and look at oh wow, look what he did in 2017 in AAA. Yeah, that was Colorado Springs, guys. Hi. Uh, you know, there's such a high bar for the position. That's that's really the problem. He doesn't hit with enough power to hold it. Uh, and so I'm interested in an NL only league if I'm hurting and I need to cover something because he is a good hit. Like he can hit for average. I'll give him that. But power wise, like this three home runs, if he ends up, if he finishes the season with above 15, I'll be surprised. Sammy? Yeah, uh,
2: I, I hate to disagree with Jason, but I think that's spot on. Like if, if you like 28 year olds with 48 career major league games played, who's always been ancient for their levels in the minors and is now on the Miami Marlins, I've got something to sell you, chief. It's Garrett Cooper. Uh, uh, but other than that, like this just isn't it. Um, you know, he could hit l- like an empty 275 two eighty, but that's that's not what you're looking for out of your out of your fab bids.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to another name. I'm probably gonna butcher, uh, and this one should be a lot easier. But I'm sure I'm still gonna mess it up. Uh, the Angels have called up uh, prospect outfielder C- uh, Cesar Pulio Puyo. Puelo. Puelo Puelo Double L is a Y in Spanish. That's I don't know. I took double French L... in high school. This is double bullshit. L is a Y. Puello. <laughs> Sammy, what are your thoughts on Puello? <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts are that your
1: pronunciation,
2: you have to be trolling us. <laughs> this cannot be a real thing. <laughs> um as far as Poebo goes, I mean, nice start for the guy, his first couple games in the bigs, but I mean it sounds like most of the guys we've been talking about here, like he was 27-year-old 27, 27 years old in the PCL last year, and he had six homers and six steals in 86 games. And it was obviously not his best minor league season, but it looks like he could be an okay average guy. But again, like this is a stopgap type of bid. This is like, oh, I just lost two outfielders this week and I am desperate. And even then, uh, Pueblo wouldn't be like one of my primary bids. I could see him being like a backup slash conditional, but I just frankly don't see a lot here.
0: Jason, are you interested in him at all? I'll put it this way. I am more interested in
1: Poyo than I am re-rostering DeShields. <laughs> now, the amount of difference between the two of that, like if I'm, Sammy's point, if I'm looking for a stopgap, I need somebody that can get on base, score me some runs, and potentially steal me a few bases. And if my choices are down between Poyo and DeShields, Poyo will be the guy that I want. Now, is it a long-term solution? Absolutely not. Is it a stopgap solution? Yes, but that's where my that's where my ceiling is with him. He knows how to get on base he's got some athleticism uh, and you know that's where I am. I have to find a replacement for Gallo and Poyo is going to be higher on my fab list tonight than DeShield. Well, now that... it may be two dollars or one dollar, but it, that's how I'm going to rank him.
0: Yeah, th- that's a mistake because uh, I mean, this guy has been on seven different AAA franchises since 2015 impressive like he was 2015 he was with the Mets 2016 he was the, with the Yankees 2017 just what he I hear a... is
1: that he's popular <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I mean you're saying it's a mistake I hear he's popular he's a wanted commodity <laughs> yeah. Supply that, the man, baby. Rostered, you know what the problem is he keeps getting out DFA'd and somebody grabs mm-hmm. him DFA somebody grabs him DFA somebody grabs him um but yeah that's where my level of distaste is for DeShields I mean he's had the opportunities before Flop, flop, flop. But I think I, I'm, I'm looking at my my fab for tout tonight, and I seriously I have Quayo ahead of the Deshields.
0: Yeah, I, I can't condone this behavior, Jason. I just can't. Yeah. Um, but let's going to my tombstone. That's, that's what my wife said about me riding a scooter. So <laughs> well, sorry. she was she was correct as well. So, <laughs> Heimer Candelario is being or has been brought back up to the major league level after a quick demotion. Is there any chance that he can be useful again in in fantasy for this season, Jason?
1: He was barely useful last year because uh, he had the playing time. But, you know, skills-wise, he was a below-average offensive player last year. He just compiled some numbers because of his playing time. Uh, This year, when he's had the playing time, he's compiled just about nothing. Uh, that's really been. You know, he's got 18 runs, nine runs driven in, and 177 plate appearances. That's a 49 weighted runs created plus. That's hard to do as a corner guy. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested in rebound because even a rebound to what he was last year is still a below average player. He's a fringe guy.
0: Sammy.
2: Yeah, I think. So with a lot of the minor league guys, I tend not to really look at the projections for them because I don't think the projection systems, especially the way that the ball is changing and all this, like really accurately get minor league guys. But if you look at some of the guys that have major league experience, like Candelario, I think it's instructive to look at that. If you just look at Steamer, uh, Steamer hasn't projected rest of season for a 236 average, 12 homers, 46 runs, 41 RBIs, two steals. Um, that has a little bit of use, not a whole lot. Uh, like Jason said, you should probably know what you're getting into at this point. And I think that's, it's kind of lo- like what he was pacing for last year. And so if you want a low average and a little bit of power, I think Candelario can do that for you, but he is, uh, unfortunately not going to win your league for you. Breaking news.
0: <laughs> All right. I-, I agree with you guys. I- I'm over the Candelario, uh, train. Uh, I want to make a correction of myself from earlier on in the podcast. I said Jimmy Nelson will be pitching in Miami. He's actually pitching at home versus Miami. So if that changes, I'm sure that changes uh, uh, some people's thinking on whether or not they want to start him getting to pitch at home in a a poor pitcher's ballpark as opposed to a good one in Miami. So I just wanted to make sure people knew that before they start throwing Jimmy Nelson into their lineups this week. Uh Devin Smelter had a good first uh, outing uh, for the Twins. Is it time to pick him up, Sammy Reed?
2: Uh, yeah, depending on your league format. I think that he's one of the more interesting guys that are out here this week. We're not going to get much on the hitting end at all, like we just talked about, all these jabronies that nobody wants. Uh, Smelter, really good control in the minors. Like his last three years, walks per nine, 1.6, 2.0, and 1.9. And he's also struck out a guy printing over the course of his career. Maybe doesn't profile quite like that in the majors. Like this is not like a a dude with amazing stuff. Um, And he kind of profiles more as a mid rotation guy than like an ace type. But I mean, honestly, he seems to have the the potential to be a really solid fantasy asset considering what he's done in the minors so far. And I think this week, uh, if you look at what he's lining up to do at Cleveland this week, then at Detroit, and then his next two starts versus Kansas City and at Kansas City, none of these uh, matchups are really scary. In fact, they're all kind of plus equity. So I, I think that he's a pretty good guy to take a chance on, and probably one of the bigger targets of the week.
0: Jason, is this a guy you're targeting?
1: Um, I went back and watched the highlights, so I got to get this out of the way. In his first outing the other day, fifty-three strikes on sixty-nine pitches. Nice. There you go. All right. Second, but if you watch the highlight, it was a really uh, favorable strike zone. He was getting like Tom Glavin type calls off the edge of the plate. I was rather surprised, but just watching the highlights, I was like, that wasn't a strike. That wasn't a strike either. Yeah, that wasn't a strike. But then as the, you know, as the outing went on, batters were like, I got to swing at that pitch now. Uh, And so that's, I want to see more of this because this is. Yeah, you know, we've seen the mold of the lefty that doesn't have one great pitch. He's got a, a handful of good ones, but nothing that really stood out. Slurve maybe was that was the closest pitch. I would say, like, yeah, that's that's got something but he this is this is the kind of outing he has to have to stay successful is to be able to paint the paint the corners as he did and get batters to expand their zone uh, and that worked the other day for him now is that a sustainable recipe moving forward uh, is he Tommy Balone 2.0 that we'll have to look uh, look and see But uh, actually, Tommy Malone 2.0 this year looks really good. But this kind of lefty guy that has to work the corners, risky play. I'm not ready to roster mix-wise. Maybe a 15 and a spot starter, but definitely intrigued in uh, AL only. Bro, by the way, how wild is it to watch those old highlights of like Glavin and
2: Maddox, and they get like six inches off the plate every time? It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It
1: was, I mean, I, I, hate, my best friend, Braves fan. Yeah, right. So we always got in arguments about it back in back in school, back when Justin was being potty trained, but yeah, you know, Greg Olson's setting up out there. He's practically in the left-hander's batter's box. And there's Glava just dotting changeups and fastballs and and Eric Gregg's back there ringing guys up. You're like, <laughs> you can't even possibly reach that ball. And that would happen. Or then you're looking out and then here comes 89 on the inside corner and you're and you can't do anything with it because you're so looked you're so focused on the outside. But that dead fish changeup, I mean Mark Lemke would, would just pile up. Put out because there'd be ground balls to the right side. Guys are trying to protect something, and there it went. And then Mark Lemke's over there just scooping it over to first. A lot of these 4 3 put outs. Uh, it would just drive me crazy. Uh, yeah, it's not like that anymore. Thank goodness. We've got a little more. Uh, we've got some control of the strike zone. I mean, Angel Hernandez, Joe West, you guys still live on. Hopefully, retirement soon. At least Joe West, we know it's very, very close. Uh, but these strike zones, man. They're, they're killing me but they're, they're nothing like they're nothing like back in the day when these guys were getting three baseballs off the plate yep
0: yeah i I don't know who you grandpas are talking about <laughs> I think Sammy and I are like the exact same age too so <laughs>
1: Yeah, Sammy I was just has cool an appreciation for history, though. Positive. That's the thing. Sammy's got an appreciation for older baseball.
0: I am yeah, quite uh, literally a out, history Nixon major. Justin was out
1: partying hard when he was, like, eight years old. I was watching yeah, exactly. <laughs> Justin was like Rod Swanson. I had a full-time job at nine. Exactly. I- I- Black got drunk, 11. I-, I-, I have an appreciation for dark whiskey. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> All
0: right. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Oh, Smeltzer. Smeltzer, uh... Smelter, uh- I thought his start was pretty impressive. Uh, the fact that he went six, didn't issue any uh, free passes. Uh, my biggest concern, aside from the strike zone concerns that Jason had, is the fact he gave up a lot of hard contact in that first start. And I, while his two matchups this week, are, I think, are worth exploiting in 15-team leagues and maybe even 12-team leagues, depending on what you're doing with your, your pitching staff, I think... In the future, it's going to come back to haunt him if he's going to give up as much hard contact uh, in the zone uh, as he is. So, I think he's worth streaming this week. But after this week, I would be looking to try to trade him off, or even maybe before you can kind of leverage the two starts into a better deal.
1: I mean, it, it is the tw- it's the twins and the run support that the twins are providing their pitchers. It's it's worth it. I mean, he's up, he's up because Pineda is is down uh, with the, with the knee soreness. But I mean, they're, they got what a 10 game lead in that division. They're, they're just putting up runs left and right. Uh, so, you know, I, if he was on a different team, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I am going to give I would give him a chance because it is Minnesota and you know, their, their schedule is going to be really favorable. Yeah. They're you actually figure- in at Detroit. And, and, and dude, they could put away Cle- – if they go to Cleveland and just lay it to them like they've been sticking it to everybody else, they could put Cleveland into a seller mode like this week. And then what are they going to do the rest of the season when they're playing four also runs in their division most of the time?
0: Uh, Let's uh let's move on. John Duplantier is uh another guy who might be targeted. I'm in- oh, sure you yeah, pronounced that, that, that name right. right. Like I said, I I I took French in high school. (laughs) You got that one right. Okay, (laughs) that that one's easy for me. French was I
2: was so excited to see how Justin was gonna straight butcher this name. He's like (laughs) Duplatier.
0: French is actually my first language, Um, so (laughs) this this one was a lot easier. I I pronounce this one better than English uh, names. uh, any, any interest in picking up uh, him, Sammy?
2: Uh, I actually have all the interest in picking him up. Um, he, he's kind of like the, the Nate Lowe of the uh, of the pitching mm-hmm. side here. They kind of been jerking him around up and down. I'm in the bullpen. I'm not. I'm starting now that Luke Weaver has uh, probably snapped through for quite a while. Uh, they could give Duplantier kind of kind of a good shot here. And if you look at what he did in the minors. Really impressive, like career ERA of 2.01, 1.08 whip, 10.4 Ks per, per nine. I mean, this guy has, I think, the most upside of anybody available this week to actually be an impact arm moving forward. And for me, if you need pitching, uh, it, he's probably my priority ad. Obviously, this is a fairly weak week of fab bidding, but I think he's the guy that, that could potentially be a difference maker uh, at the high end.
0: Jason?
1: The one thing, is, and I agree with Sammy, the, the one thing that really stands out with him is the, and understand Arizona's minor league facilities for the most part are in friendly run environments. This guy just does not give up home runs. At, at that He's allowed 11 minor league home runs when you look through his, his history, and that's in about uh, 250 innings. So he does he's kept done a good job of keeping the ball in the park at every level. Uh and so yeah, if he's gonna be in the rotation, very interested uh in him. Uh because you can probably get him for cheap because people are gonna think, ah, he's only started one game, he's been bullpen, swing guy. No, he's got a potential to do something here uh in in the starting role. Hopefully he can cut down the walks that that were uh holding him back there in triple A. But, yeah, I'm intrigued as well, and I'll only bid uh, because I have got some free agency moves to make tonight in my local NL league.
0: Yeah, I'm interested as well. I don't think – I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Uh, This is a guy that is one of the top pitching prospects in baseball, but I think he gets a little bit overrated in terms of his overall upside in fantasy, but I think he has a pretty decent uh, floor. Uh, And I think especially in deeper formats, that's the kind of guy – uh, that I want for my pitching staff. I want a guy who's not going to get blown up and the fact he's able to limit home runs uh and obviously the humidor in uh, in Chase Field uh should help uh that a little bit as well. If you can just Yeah, limit it, the if walks, you have
2: Jeff Samarja on your main event teams, uh, <coughs> me <coughs> yeah, and me. Justin, yeah. uh you should be bidding on this guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's definitely going to be uh an ad, but you know, I I I uh I think he's kind of a low ceiling, high floor type of play. And I think most people in 15 team leagues, especially, uh, could use a guy like that on the back end of their uh, pitching staff. Uh, Eric Fetty, another guy who could be uh, interesting to pick up, uh, pitched well in his last outing. Jason, any thoughts on Eric Fetty?
1: Not really. The problem is he's not missing bats this year. I mean, we the league the league K nine average is eight eight. He's at five five, that's problematic. And when you look at the, when you look at he's been fortunate. You look at the other indicators. There's bad times coming along here. Yeah, he's a ground ball pitcher. This guy is ideally used in the role that he's been in in this swing kind of role. where he spot starts comes out of the pen, but if he's left in as a starter as a full time starter, uh, two trips and get him out. Uh, and hopefully he doesn't even make it. I don't know if he could even make it 18 batters uh, two times through the lineup. But, uh, no, not interested here at all.
0: Sammy, any interest for you?
1: Uh,
2: long-term, no. I think that if you need a start this week, um, he's at San Diego. And that's going to be the one draw of Fetty is like, oh, yeah, he's not missing bats. But, fortunately, uh, he gets to run into the bat of Eric Hosmer. So that's going <laughs> to be a ground ball to second base.
1: <laughs> Eric Hosmer's had a hell of a May. It, it, at least it was you know May. What? First good month in San Diego, but, you know, it happened. Yeah, screw that guy, by the way. Um, <laughs> he's, he's stolen all of our money. <laughs> yeah, I'm true. pretty upset about it. <laughs> so the June swoon's going to hit San Diego and Eric Hosmer at the same time? <laughs> I mean, uh, Hosmer's
2: just uh, – just I, I hate that fool, you know? <laughs> like, I'm watching the game yesterday, and what does he do? In a critical spot with the bases loaded, he, like – hits an man choice it <laughs> and then and then later when the game's out of reach he gets an RBI single like cool story hosmer
0: good clubhouse <laughs> that one he's only um, owed yeah. 99 million over the next 6 seasons after this year
1: Eric Cosper for Chris Davis who says no uh I say yes <laughs>
2: Give me the big guy. Bring him over here. Let's go. Um, yeah, Fetty, Fetty is fine for this one start uh, if you're in desperate circumstances. But moving forward, I don't even think they'll keep him up. Uh, you know, he's just kind of keeping the seat warm for, I think, Annabelle Sanchez and not a lot of upside there.
0: Yeah, let's see. Uh, Chris Davis is oh god, twenty three million dollars a year for the next four years. Yeah, I guess you would take that trade. Oh, it's he? four. I thought it was only three. Oh my god. Yeah, no, he he signed Whoa. through two thousand twenty two. Oh, oh, so three Jesus. after this. Yeah.
1: Oh wow, still that's sixty nine million plus the rest of this year. Yeah, oh, so I so mean though that is that would be a cost savings. And a lot yeah, of it is deferred.
2: Very handsome and very rich, but other than that, they're both actually very bad. Also,
0: <laughs> a lot of it's deferred money too for for Chris Davis. So he's actually he's going to be paid three and a half million dollars through 2032, and another one point four million dollars through 2037. Wow! So we'll get to talk about this contract for a so long time. He's, he'll
1: be paid what he earned, what he's earned in 2000. So in 2037, he will be making what he's currently earning got it all right i don't Let's think try you, to keep you can
0: actually make negative money <laughs> oh yeah he, he's certainly trying <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for this episode sammy thank you so much for joining us
2: of course thanks for having me on this was a this was a great time i'm glad we got to talk about a bunch of useless players and uh <laughs> i'm glad jason's back man it's it, it's good to it's good to hear you and you know, best wishes on the recovery for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: thanks for. But yeah, I forgot to say that earlier. Thanks for all the well wishes. People reaching out on Twitter, uh, either in in seriousness or in jest. I, I took it all. I, I treated it all the same. Uh, I've been making fun of myself. I was sending out memes like "Cut me, Mick." Uh, after you know, forty eight <laughs> hours into it, cause that's the way I looked. Do uh, the vo- voice. <laughs> Do what? Do the voice. <laughs> Cut me, Mick. <laughs> Uh, and then one of a family friend wanted to take a pic. I posted it on Twitter and Instagram. She's like, I want to take a picture with you to feel better. and So you feel better. And I said, okay, Beauty and the Beast, let's go. And yeah, so you know, I've been making fun of myself. And, and somehow people had not somewhere like, "Wow, where'd you get that shirt?" I'm like, "Where do I get all of my awesome shirts?" Roto-wear. That's where I get all of my awesome shirts. It's half my uh, half my wardrobe. I have every I think I have every non-Justin Mason Roto-wear shirt that exists.
0: Uh, you do have you, one I, Justin I, Mason I have shirt? To ask,
1: do people <laughs> own Justin Mason shirts besides Justin Mason?
0: Yes, they do. There's least no there's man. at least no like way. six or seven that have been bought. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make anything from it, so I don't know how many exactly have been bought. But um, yeah, I, I'm putting Kenny's uh, kids through college. <laughs> Community college. But um, Sammy, remind everybody where you can reach on social media and then plug all your work because you do a lot of great stuff in the industry.
2: Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, on Twitter, at Sammy Reed Fi. Um, I do the Baseball Hawks Anonymous podcast with Doug Thorburn, uh, and that's uh, loosely saying we do it. We've been really bad lately. Uh, I blame Doug because he's actually got a life and kids and a job, and, you know, that all sounds really terrible. Uh, (laughs) But I also do podcasting for Roto-Grinders, dealing mostly with uh, DFS baseball. So you can catch that on the Roto-Grinders Premium Podcast Network.
0: And Jason, you got anything going on? Uh, Let's see. I put a piece up at Collect Calls this week on
1: Daniel Vogelgoat and Derek Dietrich and Renato Nunez and Hunter Pence. You know, four guys that none of us projected to have really good years. And even the 25 home run season I I put in my bold predictions for Renato Nunez was a dart throw. And it was completely relied upon him getting on a hot start and keeping Ryan Mountcastle uh, at, arms, at arm's length. Now, Mountcastle could still come up. But Nunez has at least done something to justify him playing and maybe turn himself into a bit of a trade value. Uh, But I don't want him to leave Baltimore because if he does, he's not going to get to that 25 home runs. Uh, So I've got that piece up looking at which one, which of those guys I think has a shot at 30 home runs, because every year we've got the one to three guys that pull 30 home runs out of their ass. And we're like, okay, how did that happen? Um, These four guys look like the leading candidates to do that this year, where no projection system had them doing anything close to what they're doing.
0: All right. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Justin Mason FWFB. Uh, I don't have a ton going on right now. I've uh, left Fantasy Alarm, so uh, and uh, I guess you can catch me on the Friends of Fantasy Benefits podcast and on the TGFBI FBI podcast and and this podcast. And I think think that's about it nowadays. I've actually cut back a little bit on what I'm doing in the industry because uh, so 58
1: jobs instead of 65. Yeah, no, gotcha. I just right. you
0: know, just it was doing a little bit too much. So uh, taking care of the kids and, uh, and, and podcasting a bunch of different places. So, uh, but yeah, that'll do it for uh, this episode. Uh, Jason and I will figure out a time to get together for next week. And uh, maybe I'll even bring on another guest, but thank you, Samby, for joining us. I hope everybody has a fantastic baseball season.